Hello and welcome to the Printmakers Podcast. This is going to be episode number 27. And today my guest is Helen Higgins, who comes to us from, where are you coming from? Uh, Kansas City originally. Kansas City, and now she is in Lexington, Kentucky. And she is a printmaker, part of the Printmakers Bluegrass Printmakers group. And so we are going to ask her some questions for this podcast and then find out what makes her tick and why she enjoys printmaking. And so without further ado, here is Helen Higgins. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I feel very flattered to be here. This is an exciting exciting way to engage with the printmaking collective here. Oh, yes. And we're recording live in the studio where printmaking happens and so um we're getting some very good acoustics yeah so um i just like to jump right into things to see what happens um so like superman all superheroes what is your origin story with how you got involved with art with art um the origin story is very tied to my mom she's a very artistic person and she uh, teaches art at the museum in Kansas City, the Nelson Atkins. So I think both the fact that she really encouraged me into art and also that I was constantly surrounded by art. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandma and we would just go to the museum because my mom was working there and we'd sometimes like see her. But um, mm-hmm. I have very vivid memories of like, you know, being five and six and just kind of knowing my way around the museum. And oh, wow. I had a lot of like, pre- and it's an unbelievable museum if you're ever in Kansas City. Um, and there are so many un- unbelievable museums there. But the Nelson in particular, um, I love, there was this enormous, um, to me, it looked like four stories tall statue of a Buddha. Oh, wow. That it was my favorite thing there. Home. Now that I'm an adult, it's probably 12 feet tall. But <laughs> as a child, it was a huge, huge thing for me. Right. And I could find it from anywhere in the museum. So that was my claim to fame. Is I would be like, who wants to go to the Buddha? And it would be like, we're on the third floor. And I would only guide myself there through art. So I think getting the visual mm-hmm. um, basis of that um, from a very early age... And then I always really loved um, art classes in school. Um, So I really, I kind of started like picturing myself more as a practicing artist when I got to take um, like a studio course at the end of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, That really was like you show up and you do art and you're expected to do another hour every night. Um, So I did a lot of training with... AP class? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that all was right. the AP studio art. And I'm still in touch with that teacher. I just got coffee with her um, this winter break. So it's oh, like wow. a decade out, and I'm still Whoa. keeping in touch with her. Um, but, yeah, so that's really where I kind of honed um, a lot of my drawing skills. Um, but my world at that point in art, even though I loved such diversity in what it was, my experience was really, like, drawing and painting. Um, And I got some experience in silversmithing, so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of the the real origin, and then my, when I got to college, I went to Hamilton College, which is a small liberal arts school in upstate New York, 
And when I got there, I was like, well, I'm not going to be an art major. <laughs> that was like my one oh. thing. I was like, you know, like, I'll, I'll love this and I'll do it as a pastime. Um, and mm. I took a figure drawing class as well in my first semester. Right. I really loved that. Um, looking back, I'm like, God, it would be great if, like, not so many of my drawings were just of naked people. Those, <laughs> those aren't really, like, the things you want to, like, give to family and friends for Christmas. Yeah, like, hey, like, look. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, this is a naked guy named Bob that I painted for five <laughs> hours. Yeah, so, but I took that class, um, bonded a lot with the teacher, um, yeah. and my, I think there was a semester, a couple semesters down the line that I didn't take any art and I missed it so much it was like this gaping hole in my experience that I was like well dang it like guess I'm gonna do it so um that's where I first took printmaking and uh I was really excited about that department because you like they had you take something in um all realms of art so I had to take a video class (laughs) which is great um and printmaking stood out to me as I made some of my favorite work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to my final um, concentration, like thesis project, um, I stuck with it was kind of sculptural painting, right? I guess is okay. what I would right. <laughs> describe it as. Um, but throughout that year, I kept printmaking on my own time um, because I do really love that the media allows you to you know spread your um designs out more um right like i've made hundreds of prints in the same time i made like four paintings (laughs) right so depending on that was your major um even though your major was painting you're more prolific with printmaking you say um I spent more time painting, mm-hmm. um, but I think now, especially where I am with art, because um, I also studied math in college, so math was really more of my learning passion, and art was just this really grounding force that I kind of needed throughout school. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, um, with printmaking, I loved it because, one, I could make smaller things, I could make things that just looked good to me. Um, And I felt like with painting, I was, and like where I was at and whatnot, but it was like study, draw these influences and really say something huge. But I took that pressure off myself with printmaking and I was just like, what can I make that's pretty? (laughs) What can I make that I want to give to someone? Um, And I also had some that kind of went in deeper and whatnot. Um, But yeah, so... Now where I am with art and with printmaking, one of the things I love about it is it gives a fine art, like a a weighty and beautiful process that's, you know, showcased in a card or, um, you know, just like a printed page Mm -hmm. that can, I don't know, spread out and go to a lot more people. And I love that influence factor. Right. The the key thing about printmaking is the process of multiples yeah and um because unlike anything else you can make a multiple of something or it doesn't have to be a multiple and be original but you can still create the image over and over again which is kind of um what makes printmaking kind of like superman yeah um well and i have a professor from college the printmaking professor there 
who has been there for, I think he's probably been teaching for like 50 years. I don't even know. Oh, um, What's his name? Uh, Muirhead. Muirhead? Robert Muirhead. Robert Muirhead. That might not be his first name. <laughs> professor Muirhead Hamilton <laughs> College. <laughs> Just professor. Um, professor. Yeah. We'll no, just... and he's retiring in two years, so I got to catch Whoa, up with him. Shucks. Recently, and he has collected from every printmaker that's come through the school, like even that's just taken a one-off course with him, mm-hmm. he's gotten one print from every single student. Wow. So now that he's retiring, he has this unbelievable collection of prints starting in like the 70s. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So wow. that's, it was cool to hear kind of him talk about that and like... You know, working with the school to donate that collection to the museum on campus. But, right. Yeah, I feel pretty honored to be in that in that. Cl- I don't. I don't even remember what print he took, but I just love. I mean, it's the only art form where your teacher could be like, "I would like to keep one of your things," and you'd be like, "Great." Yeah, take it. <laughs> like it takes me five minutes to just print you another one. Like, great. Because <laughs> I got like twenty of them, so it's like mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's again printmaking, and then um, so. Was he, did he have one specific medium or when you took printmaking, did he teach you like intro to printmaking where you had all four main? Um, I That one was dry point and etching. Okay. So I had done some dry point and lino cuts in high school mm-hmm. um, and a lot at home. Like my mom would often, like since she's an art teacher, like bring stuff back. So the process of printmaking I was pretty familiar with. Right. Um, and then... Just visual practice. I used to practice writing backwards in class when I was bored and stuff. Whoa. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fast at writing backwards. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Though I did make huh. a print the other day that I, I was like, I looked over it really quickly, cut it on the block, lifted the paper up, and I was like, that is a backwards Y. <laughs> <laughs> so, not perfect That's... at it, but um, yeah, I practiced that a lot. So, in college, it was mainly etching. What I did mainly etching. Um, so like copper etching, zinc, aluminum. zinc, zinc. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What did you use to etch it with? Uh, acid. Or are you talking about like the? To like. Um, I've forgotten. I've only been doing lino cuts this year, so okay. I've forgotten all my. Because we we have in here diamond copper sulfate. Um, I haven't etched here in the studio in quite some time. No. But I'm taking a copper etching class. Cool. But um, zinc plates, I'm just very fascinated by being able to etch. And it sounds like, especially do it in non-toxic ways. Mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering what, like, did he teach you how to do it non-toxic? Um, we or... had a vent shoot that the acid was in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then one of those like college things where yeah. Probably pretty gnarly stuff. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it was like donated from the science building when they (laughs) redid that. Um yeah, so I'm pretty sure it was toxic. Toxic. (laughs) We had to wear goggles or glasses, safety glasses when we did it. Safety first. Yeah. Um so etching was your main squeeze for print making in college. Well, and I, f- I loved the line quality. Um, yeah. Like, I did a lot of drawing in college, which it was. I mean, so much of drawing is, um, you know, pushing yourself. It's like communicating, like pushing yourself to, like, work um, differently and with different mediums. And, mm-hmm. um, like, what does it mean when I make marks like this versus this? And I loved the 
you like the flexibility of the etching line, but also yeah. the uniformity of it. Um, so yeah, I after kind of like my first etching, I did a, I think it was like a drawing of my hand. So it's like pretty. Pretty boring, pretty classic. Like oh, <laughs> you're in college, you're in college. Like draw a hand. You're the easiest great. model, you know, to find. I know so my left hand to... is all, and then of course <laughs> when you print it, it looks like my right hand. So, um, but yeah, I have a lot, of, a lot of drawings of my left hand in life. Right um, but yeah, so I did that, and I loved the line quality. It was something mm-hmm. I'd never seen, and it was very. Um, like quintessentially mine still like yeah. looking at it I was like that's a drawing by me like I can tell that's my lines yeah um, but just a very different feeling of it so I like that and dry point um, because it has the so dry points basically mm. rather than an acid relief um, you're just gashing into the <laughs> gash is a very aggressive word but you're, <laughs> you're um, digging into the plate itself right um, but it kind of uh, pushes up the sides mm-hmm. so you get a rougher line quality um, which I I don't know I it, it felt like dry point shifted what I wanted my lines to look like but etching oh, kept it really okay. true yeah true so um, did you do any printmaking in tandem with dry point or was it like in college strictly just oh no we were encouraged to like do whatever we wanted um so i did some aquatint but i had bad experiences with aquatint yeah it's <laughs> it's, like... it's kind of it's random because you just well the way i was taught like you can take um spray paint and spray paint it on there to mm-hmm. kind of block it out a little bit but you don't know where those dots are going to land. No. So it's just like yeah, totally. So it is fun. <laughs> my One of my friends who was like a wonderful printmaker um, was like, because I, I would say I like ruined one of my pieces when I tried to aquatint it. And people were like, oh, it looks fine. I was like, no, that doesn't look at all like what I think it should. But um, so I, I mean, similar to like when you're doing ceramics and you do like glaze tests. Yeah. So I cut all these just like tiny... Um, tiny pieces of zinc and I would just do like um, aquatint tests on them and then like tape over and label like hey this was how long I left it in this Mm -hmm. was what I did for that so that helped me but then I just got back to just drawing (laughs) not using like the sort of like the way to add tone or have um, texture to the plate other than uh, just the line quality um, you kind of just stuck with the, the lines. The series I ended up doing, um, and now going back, I regret not really, like, pushing the boundaries and, like, trying 20 different techniques um, right. while they were at my fingertips. Um, but, yeah, no, I the series I ended up doing um, was kind of, like, nature and body parts and oh. those things next to each other. Okay, yeah. so... so yes, hands segment. and branches and arms and pads and rocks and... Has yeah. that always been a part of the subject matter of your work? Or is that what you just focus in for that series? Or what inspired that? Um, I think a lot of what inspired my work when it was for classes was what is like in my general area that I can pull on to 
look at differently mm-hmm. um, or juxtapose to make some meaning out of it. Um, and it could never really get that big. And I, you know, the, I would stress myself out with like, oh, I have to say something. I have to do something cute. Oh. And so I just, especially with printmaking, um, it was really kind of more of like a practice for me. It was like, okay, this is the the practice of like you go through and it's like very scientific in many ways. And because the process is so um, methodic, I went with mm-hmm. kind of more of a methodic, tangible thing. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I didn't look far. I kind of like looked out my window and <laughs> at it's my wherever, hands. Yeah, it's and, wherever you're inspired from. I sure. mean, if it's closer to you, you can reference it more mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah. So, um I guess when it comes to your background in math, um, what did you do? You, do you find that paralleled somewhat in your studies with printmaking? Um, yeah. So I think, and I loved. I mean, having the double major of math and art, I loved um, kind of the aggressive problem solving that happens with art. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if I want to get it to be a certain way. How do I make that happen? How do I backwards play in this? Um, and then with math, like being in really abstract spaces with that, um, mm-hmm. it really pushed the like imaginative and creative thinking. Um, but yeah, so I would say, I mean, the main, the main um, tie-ins I found were like processes of thinking. Right. Of like, right. okay, so if I want, if I want this as an outcome, how am I gonna? March myself through the steps to get there. And then just, like, starting with starting with something, right? Like, anytime you have a blank sheet of paper, canvas, anytime you have an unsolved problem, mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to <laughs> so, put down the marks yeah, to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the number of hours I've just spent with, like, nothing in front of me. And I've, like, filled up, like, I mean, even now I'm, like, doodling on newsprint. Like, so newsprint's just that, like, oh, like, I'll just yeah. throw this away. It's fine. I can get started on it. But if it's in front of you, you got to use it somehow because mm-hmm. you're going to lose it, you know? And then it's like if you have an idea and it goes, you get distracted or you think about something else, you lose that idea. Mm-hmm. So it's just like whatever's around, just grab it and just freaking go to town and yeah. uh, make sure you get it down on paper. So it's like however you can get it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I. I feel like in college, especially having a lot more hours in my week dedicated to art, um, like my eye to hand connection was a lot stronger. Right. I forgot about that. Like I, I forgot that that's like a skill and you basically get in like drawing and like visual representation shape. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to draw like a couple years after college and I was just like, oh, like, I can't sketch somebody's face to really have it be a likeness anymore. And that used to be, like, you know, you do it so many times and you get so fast. Yeah. So I've still been, like, building that up. I try and do mm-hmm. at least, like, one drawing a week just to get back into that, you know, like, how do I confidently make marks on a paper again? And, yeah. Um, and so in my printmaking mm-hmm. now, I've done a lot more of... Um, like design imagery um more like graphic kind yeah. of stuff because you do a lot of typography mm-hmm. and it's very um graphic design um has a very strong graphic quality to it i feel like you use all the line cut 
You know what I mean? Or linoleum mm-hmm. or the medium. Because, like, because uh, of all the print techniques, I feel like linoleum is, like, the most graphic yeah. of printmaking. Um, and so, yeah, like, with your monograms, it's just really strong. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess... Well, I think that comes from, like, the history of lanocuts and block cutting. And, mm-hmm. I mean, when you picture... Actually, um, where was it? Uh, I think it was at the Whitney in New York. They mm-hmm. had um, this kind of history of, like, protest signs. Oh, uh, yeah, And yeah. all of that imagery of, like, giant block letters um, is so attainable and I feel like is often so mimicked in line of cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I feel like that imagery is so steeped in the practice that it's kind of like one pushes the other to fulfill that. Because it's so expressive. It can be expressive. It can be real detailed. It can be real minimal. Mm -hmm. Um, It can really cover a real strong gamut of, uh, especially like relief printing. Um, Screen printing too, in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's like a very easy way to get your little process of multiples and the quickness of screen printing too. But uh, yeah, in your work, um, like recently I saw you, you were working... Uh, pretty heavily with monograms and so can you kind of go into what inspired that um, especially after after getting out of college Mm -hmm. and still continuing printmaking and still do art um, what inspired the monograms yeah so I think um, kind of where I'm at and what I'm pushing for and why I picked printmaking to be the media I got back involved in is um, I love that it's also really tied to letters and mm-hmm. tied to signage. Um, because I think those are two things like to really catch somebody's eye and express an idea through like a sign or a symbol. I think that's huge. And the other thing is I just want people to write more letters. Right, <laughs> I was right. going to say that in a more eloquent way. And then I was like, <laughs> no, I just, I want people to write more letters I think that it's a dying art. I it think is. It is something that can't be... Like a phone call doesn't do the same thing. An email doesn't do the same thing. And I'm a high school teacher right now. Mm-hmm. And I make my students write thank you notes. And they think I'm insane. And their thank you notes are you know, kind of boring. But I'm like, you guys need to do this as a practice. Because yeah. there's nothing like sitting down and thinking about another person. Putting that down and having it be something physical. So with the monograms, with, um, like, I've also done um, just kind of some graphic designy like, phrases and things. Um, I really just love the idea of art being out there and it being something to push people to write more. Because right. if you spend $4 on a card, you're like, oh, I actually have to send this. Whereas, like, I typically have just a long list of people. I'm like, oh, I should write to catch back up with, like, that friend or that aunt or... Yeah. Yeah, so... That's so amazing. Yeah, especially now with everything digital. Um, it's so personal. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most personal thing that we can do that... Because everyone's like, well, I'm not an artist. But everyone can write. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, some people, um, that is a challenge for them, and that's all right. But everyone that has the ability to write 
should definitely write and use it as a gift. Um, especially now in schools, I mean, they're getting rid of cursive writing, which I feel like is a real shame. Yeah. Because um, it's just a sin. I mean, for hundreds of years, it's what was taught in schools. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why just here recently, they're just like, meh, it was good for a while. Let's just... Well, that goes all into I don't think on this podcast we want to yeah. get into all my thoughts on education. Right, um, right. There are some. But, I mean, I'll just say, like, a lot of the graphic design and stuff I do, it all comes from doodles. Right. Um, like, it all comes from, you know, I'm in a meeting and I'm like, okay, like, my two friends are getting married. I would love to somehow put their names together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just start doodling on the page. And that really started with... Like, being in school. Um, right. And I had some teachers that... Um, I mean, I think most most teachers are like, you know, doodling's fine. You got to yeah. keep your hands active. Yeah. It engages your brain, but you can still listen. Um, so I do remember, like, notebooks that I would have doodles that I was really proud of. And, mm-hmm. um, and then some that you hate and you flip the page and just ignore it again. Um, so I think that's very much a part of my practice is I don't make anything that hasn't started as kind of like a mindless doodle. Like right. Most of my favorite hmm. ideas that have come up haven't been, um, and I'm not like a practicing artist in a full-term way right now, but haven't been like me sitting down and really pushing the ideas out. It's just kind of me being like, ooh, an M and a W could go together in some really cool ways. Um like, let me play around with that. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah. that can tie into Puss They Wanna Go. Because um, in printmaking, you could really play around with the placement of how that works. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, you have to carve it out. But once you get it carved out, that's where the real fun begins. Because you can kind of, like, you can print it, layer it with different colors. You can kind of print it multiple times. Uh, saves you a little bit of work on mm-hmm. the back end you just have to get it card first or get it shot in a screen or just any of the ways of printmaking but um it's a really quick way to get ideas out and just kind of see what happens which yeah. i think is awesome um mm-hmm. so as a teacher um because that is that what you majored in in college nope um no I did math and art mm-hmm. went into um outdoor education and outdoor leadership was really missing math um so I was looking at programs where I could kind of combine outdoor leadership experiential education and math education mm-hmm. um and the school I worked at did all of teacher training so kind of my First apprenticeship year, I was also getting um, certified as a teacher, Hmm. stayed there for another year, um, and have been teaching in Kentucky, and yeah, so that's kind of the trajectory of teaching. It was, um, I mean, it's such a worthwhile thing, and I feel like all of the, like, there's so many problem-solving and design um, issues and questions in mm-hmm. education, um, that it does really pull from and combined all the thinking that I was doing in um, math and art and outdoor stuff as well. So, so it all comes full circle. Oh, I feel that way in wow. almost everything. <laughs> right. So um, 
as far as your work's going, uh, where do you see it headed? Are you working on any new projects or anything? Yeah, um, so I would love to really get a variety of cards. Um, and one so that like I can write and mm-hmm. put on there things that I want to say. Like I was just writing some letters this morning on cards I'd printed. Um, so I think getting like a diversity of things on cards to kind of almost as like the the start into whatever letter someone's writing. Um, right. It's kind of like a first opening door and it can be like a picture on the front or if it's a card that, um, you know, just sets the tone for what it's going to be. Like, is it going right. to be like funny because it has a pun on the front and like <laughs> it's a friend that you want to say hey to is it going to be um yeah so that's definitely one place I'm looking to go um because I really do like the topography of mm-hmm. lino cuts right now um I also have ideas of getting into um displaying quotes um mainly my favorite quotes from the Phantom Tollbooth, which is my favorite book. Um, nice. But yeah, and just, um, I feel like that's another way to, one, I think people really easily identify with word and image. Um, right. Which is also, I mean, just art history throughout time, the word and image tie-in has often been something I'm really drawn to. Um, so figuring out how to do that in a way that is, something meaningful and worthwhile in people's lives. I think that's why I like cards is I think Mm -hmm. that they serve a purpose and do something. Um, and I, I just love that idea. I mean, printing, printing gives that embossed and really like, um, uh, what word am I looking for? (laughs) It's just like, like it feels, it feels, yeah. It's like tactile. Like, yes. Yeah, it's tactile, and it, it feels like something special. Um, so I like putting that on cards, and hopefully more things coming up. Um, yeah, I think mainly as a practice, I have a lot of ideas, and mm-hmm. I need to be putting in the time to be cutting the plates. and Because I like putting in the time on the printing side a lot more. Yeah. Um, the time on the cutting side is not as fun for me right Right. now. Yeah, I I know some people that they really like carving and they don't like printing and some people like printing and they don't like carving. See, I just gotta make some friends like that and then we can (laughs) split split the job. Yeah, I mean shoot. I've been known to print other people's stuff um, that come by from Open Studio Oh. and so I'm down. I feel like this... Because the actual production, like, I've yeah. printed hundreds and hundreds of things, and I still get excited to, like, pull the paper up. It could be my, like, hundredth print of the same, yeah, card I'm doing, but, like, pulling the paper up and being like, did I center it? Because I'm also pretty bad at centering <laughs> Right, right. That's just part of the... It's the big reveal mm-hmm. once you pull it up, but... Yeah, um... I like the design, and I like the production, and the middle steps there are what kind of keeps me from being as prolific as I would like to be at this point. But um, you do have a large amount of blocks you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have a show coming up soon in July. So that would be an opportunity. Indeed. 
if you would like to do it. Um, so yeah, so you're rocking it out. And you're teaching and trying to balance art in there too. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like art has, because in college, like, I, I found that out about myself, of, like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of need this, um, part of it is the, almost, like, therapy, of like, yeah. you know, that practice, and some people get it from, like, exercise, or yoga, or meditation, and I feel like art is really that meditative reflection that I get, um, so I realized I needed that in college, and it was really easy to, like, sign up for a class and be paying for it, and have it be like, oh, somebody's telling me to do this for four hours a week, like, ding, 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 like, I got it done, whereas now I still know that I need that, like, I Mm -hmm. still know that, like, I feel a lot better if I have done some drawing, or even if it's just, like, doodling, Um, but I don't have anyone tying it to, like, you're expected to do this, and, like, you know, like, you do this, and I give you feedback, so I really like being here, because I think that the community side of it is huge um mm-hmm. i'm i started coming into the studio a lot more when you were here and other folks were here because i was like oh like it is really nice to like sit around and like problem solve how to print something i want to print when you're there talking about marvel movies or yeah, you know yeah. whatever it is so <laughs> i think the community piece is something really great and something that printmaking also allowed for yeah um, Cause I feel, um, a lot of the other, well, any, like, like anything that, um, it has more of a comfortability factor. And I think it's more, um, for printmaking, the community aspect, but I feel like keeps people coming back because painting, well, at least for me, like I get lost in it sometimes mm-hmm. where I never felt like I'd finished anything. Mm-hmm. Like it was finished, but. I feel like I could still add stuff, but printmaking to me just feels like it's finite, and you can kind of finish it and then move on, mm-hmm. um, and then you could always add stuff, well, depending on what you're doing, <laughs> you can you can take away, and then with somebody being next to you, you can kind of, before you made that final cut, you can kind of, well, like on the lionel cut block, um, you can always ask and get feedback. Mm-hmm. And then just printing with other people around. I just feel like that's the greatest part about printmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the cool thing about our studios. Um, it's an art studio that people can come in and work with other people. Uh, most of the other time, it's kind of like during the day for the summer. And so it's kind of on your own. But... Um, yeah, that's the neat thing about having a community shop. Because um, mm-hmm. we're not, like, we don't produce works for other artists, like master printers. This is, like, a straight-up community print shop where you come in and use equipment. And, and it's also cool to have, because um, I know when, like, you've had commissioned work and other folks, um, or, like, when I've been getting ready to, um like, I always need deadlines. Mm-hmm. So when I've had, like, okay, like, February 18th, this is happening. Yeah. Um, it's also cool to be in a studio where it's, like, people come and they are time-stressed and they are, you yeah. know, like, okay, like, this is... I don't know, it's nice because I feel like a lot of the art postcard that I've done, which is kind of what I've sought out, is, like, oh, let me, like, 
throw a pot on a wheel. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And so I feel like the like there are lots of aspects of printing, especially when it's commissioned, which is such a cool thing to get commissioned for cards or book covers or mm-hmm. shirts or whatever. Um to to have that like intensity um has also I think helped my practice. Um right. like seeing you come in here and be like, oh God, like I have so much to do tonight and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like we're <laughs> like we gotta work. This is a factory. Like yeah. we gotta bust out some prints here. So that's fun to feel really productive because I feel like that productivity level doesn't happen as much with some other mediums. Because yeah. you're not ripping out like twenty prints. You're <laughs> yeah, you're working on one which I love. I love painting a lot and if it didn't require so much cleanup and and yeah. I like oils and worked in oils and I'm like, I don't want any part of my home to smell like mineral spirit. Mm, okay. Yeah, cool. we're back. Um so printmaking as far as relating to painting is what I love about it is that you can lay out your oil-based paints and your oil-based um, paint and just leave it. Mm-hmm. And then if you have your own studio, you don't have to clean up. You can mm-hmm. just leave it out there and nobody's going to complain. But yep. in a computer, in a community studio, you got to clean up. Yeah. Which, in a way, it's like, yeah, the cleanup time, yeah, it kind of sucks. But if it's clean... And you only gonna pay like you pay here is like thirty bucks for the summer. You kind of figure your offset, the cost versus mm-hmm. the time you spend doing it. Um, so that's the neat thing about a community studio. But um, but yeah, the community is important, especially when it comes to art. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, um, I guess. That's all I kind of had. Um, I was gonna ask you. What kind of printmaking supply? Like, what's your favorite brand of printmaking supplies or suppliers? I am a, and you know, <laughs> I am a whatever is around. I'm like a garbage disposal of art supplies. <laughs> and I was in college too, and it was like I, my advisor for my senior project would give me so much flack for that. She'd be like. Helen, like, you have, you know, like, you have money left in this, like, stipend or whatever, like, <laughs> you, like, spend it, but I was like, ooh, but, like, so-and-so still has some of their cadmium yellow left, I'm gonna, like, they're not gonna use it, I don't know, so, <laughs> I, um, have just been using leftover communal paint, or leftover hand-me-down ink, right. um, and, yeah, I kind of, like, buy my staples, Buy nice paper, yeah. but I don't have a preference. <laughs> That's paper. also where I'm not. I'm not like a technical printer. Like the technical printers in my program in college were so next level, and like if they're the type A, I'm like type D plus. <laughs> <laughs> like design wise, I love it, but like I mean, most of my cards have smudges and they're not centered. I like I throw them down. It's about it's about what it like. What it says and what it means and not yeah. necessarily the perfection piece of it. So I can't help too much on that question. But I do like using just all manner of media. All manner of media. Um, okay. In terms of like printing on other stuff, printing mm-hmm. on fabric, um, layering prints. Um, and that's also something I want to continue doing more in the future is like testing out printing with other inks and printing on different things because the collage aspect of 
composition I've always loved. And right. so I feel like printing adds this cool new um, lens to it. But, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a... I do like monotypes, and it's so it's so much fun how you can layer all different types of printmaking ink mm -hmm. and get that together. Mm -hmm. So cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, I can't think of any other questions to ask. Do you have anything you'd like to add or? No, I'm glad we got talking about the like community studio though, because I've been really happy to find this, and it's definitely kind of revived me as an artist like right. it's totally different to just do art for myself mm -hmm. than to do art with other folks and have like shows and stuff yeah right? definitely to be like hey calling like anybody in the group who wants to come show here who wants to sell art here so that's been fun to put me back in the like you know deadlines like i'm an <laughs> artist i gotta make ends meet yeah go. you gotta get in the groove of things yeah um, for sure so no, thank you for all the questions you're welcome um i guess a way to shout out people about what you're doing and where they can find you um do you have a website social media etsy shop for where they can buy your stuff or no <laughs> so i yeah and um and i'm opportunistic and that i'll jump at opportunities to sell i'm also very anti-social media i know that you can't be an artist in the world right now and be anti-social media but i don't have an instagram i don't that's right i mean it's I've... so yeah you can find me at bluegrass printmaker shows <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing it's like well you know artists have been around for hundreds of years and social media has only been around for about 15 to 20 so yeah um there's more than one way to skin a cat, and it doesn't always have to be on social media. And so, um, so you can't yeah. find me right now. You can't find it right now, but at a show where the bluegrass printmakers are, you can definitely find some work there. I think you have some work on a website too, um, under the men, uh, members section. Yes, you have some work up there, so you yes. can check your stuff out there. Um, and also, um, you can shoot a message to us, and we'll get messages to her if you want to hit us up on social media. And it's like, ooh, her work sounds fascinating. I want to check out some more of her stuff. And then we can do it old school, just, like, connect images. Through. And then I'll write you a card. Yes, <laughs> like a thank you card. Oh, thanks for the support. So mm -hmm. That'll work. Yeah. We, we love it. The thank you economy is rolling strong. So Appreciations um, are good for everyone. It is. We all need them. Mm -hmm. um so thank you everyone for tuning in the print podcast thank you helen for um being interviewed and chatting about prints for this Absolutely. episode um speaking of uh, appreciation if everyone could do me a big huge favor and smash that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts uh like it share it comment rate it review it uh, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, we're also on Anchor right now, and we're trying to get on Spotify. But I think that covers the basis of podcasts. Um, so, yeah, just hit us up, social media, BG Printmakers. Also on the website, bgprintmakers.org. We're all over the place. Uh, thanks for the support so far, and we'll see you next episode. Peace out.